Well, we'll be baptizing uh, Maddie and Moses and Natasha and Raiden and Mason and Kaylee uh, in just a little bit. Why are these young people being baptized today? Well, some people might say, well, that's just what Baptists do. They baptize people. That's why we're called Baptists. Well, that's not the reason they're being baptized. They're being baptized because they have personally, individually declared that they believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died on a cross for their sins, that he was buried, and that he rose again from the dead. And when they're baptized, you're going to see them portray a death, burial, and resurrection. When they close their eyes and are placed back under the water, it is a picture of someone dying and being buried. And when that water covers over their face, it is a picture of burial. And then when we raise them up out of the water, that's always the most exciting part for me. I was telling the kids, I don't know whether, maybe it was Maddie and Moses I was telling the other day, that when they come up out of that water and I see the water fall away from their face, I just almost want to shout. It's just hard for me to contain myself because it's the picture of being raised from the dead. And that's what happened to Jesus. He was buried, but he didn't stay buried. He rose from the dead as an evidence and a proof that the price he had paid had been accepted by the Father and that our sins could now be remitted, forgiven, and, uh, and we could be children of God. And so they are being baptized for that reason today. And so that's always exciting to me. We've been studying the Gospel of John. We're in the fifth chapter of the Gospel of John. And uh, here, here's the question today. The question is, who, who is Jesus? These uh, young people have said, I, we're being baptized because we believe in Jesus. Well, who is Jesus? What does it mean to believe in Jesus? It means more than just head knowledge. It means more than, than just believing in him like you believe in uh, George Washington or that you believe he was a historical character because uh, there are a lot of people who believe that there was a man named Jesus who lived and died and maybe even believed that he rose from the dead and they're not saved people. They're not born again. They're not Christians. They're not followers of Jesus. Because it is not just believing with our head, it is loving with our heart. And the question, the question that Jesus asked people is not just do you believe in me, that is important, obviously, to believe in him, but he said, do you love me? Do you love me? And you know, love is the central aspect of the Christian life. It is what the, the even the Old Testament the command was, Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. And Jesus said at the Last Supper, He said, A new commandment that I'm giving to you that you love one another and love me the way I have loved you. And uh, when uh, after Jesus was risen from the dead and He was with His disciples at the, on the side of the Sea of Galilee, he looked at them and said, do you love me? Do you love me? 
And so these young people today are not just saying we believe a religious thing. They're saying we love Jesus and we are following him. This is a step of obedience to him and love for him. So, so the question before the world today is who is Jesus? What do you believe about Jesus? Jesus gathered his disciples together at a place called Caesarea Philippi one time, and he said to them, uh, hey, guys, what's the, what's the talk out there? Who do people say that I am? And they answered and said, well, you know, there are some of you who, who actually believe that you're John the Baptist that has come back from the dead. And there are some who believe that you're Elijah or Jeremiah or one of the Old Testament prophets. Jesus said, yeah, that's interesting what people say. You know, there are lots and lots of, lots of people thinking stuff about Jesus today. But he said, who, who do you say that I am? And that's the question today. Who do you say that Jesus is? And Peter answered, they answered correctly. He said, you are the Christ. You're the Messiah. You're the Son of the living God. And immediately after that, Jesus began to say to his disciples, I have to go to Jerusalem, and there I'm going to be horribly abused, I'm going to be arrested, I'm going to be mistreated, and I'm going to be crucified. But I will rise again. And uh, it's amazing. They, they couldn't take that in because that's what Jesus came for. He came to win our hearts not just to win our minds. You know, did you know the devil believes in Jesus? <laughs> he does. The demons believe in Jesus. In fact, the Bible says they even tremble. But they don't love Jesus. And they don't trust him. They just believe with their mind. And there was a time that I just believed with my mind. If you'd asked me when I was 15 or 16 years old... Uh, what do you think about Jesus? I would have said, well, I, I've heard about him. I think he was a, a fine person. I think he was a good man. I might have even said, I, I think he was the son of God. But I had no affection for him. He had not captured my heart. But when I was 17 and I came under conviction of my sin, I realized that I needed a Savior and that Jesus was that Savior he didn't just get my mind, he got my heart. And I, I can say unashamedly and, in fact, joyfully, I do love Jesus. He has my affection as well as my confidence. Well, so who does Jesus say that he was? That's pretty important, isn't it? I'm going to read a, a really long passage of Scripture today out of John chapter 5. And uh, so you might want to just follow along. You think you can uh, stay awake while I read this long passage of Scripture? Why don't you stand up just in honor of the Word of God? That'll help you. I'm going to be standing. Let's all stand up. <clears throat> we can just read. Uh, just follow along. I'm going to be reading from John chapter 5, beginning in verse 19. And uh, some of this needs explanation, but I'm not going to give any explanation. I'm just going to read it. 
John chapter 19, I mean John chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. Well, I want to talk about that a minute, but I've already preached on that, so just... Just listen to what the Word is saying. For the Father loves the Son, and He shows Him all that He Himself is doing. And greater works than these will He show Him, so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom He will. For the Father judges no one. He has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but he has passed from death to life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear him will live. I do just want to say one thing right here. I said I wasn't going to do this, but, but everybody who is a Christian, you heard the voice of the Son of God while you were dead. The Bible says before we are saved, we are dead in sin. And the way you became a Christian, you heard God's voice calling you out of death into life. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this. For an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. A lot could say about that, but let's keep reading. This is all Jesus speaking, by the way. If you've, if you've got a red-letter Bible, all these verses are in red. I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will but the will of him who sent me. If I alone bear witness about myself, then my testimony is not true. But there is another who bears witness about me, and I know that the testimony that he bears about me is true. You sent to John, and he has borne witness to the truth, Not that the testimony that I receive is from man, but I say these things so that you may be saved. He was a, speaking of John, he was a burning and a shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to do, that very works... To, to accomplish the very works that I am doing bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. Amen. And the Father who sent me 
has himself borne witness about me. His voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen, and you, and he's speaking to the Pharisees here, and you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. Oh, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, but it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Isn't that a sad verse? Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive glory from people, but I know that you do not have the love of God within you. I have come in my Father's name. You do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. And I'll say to you, Raymond and Anna, I don't usually read near that much scripture. I usually just have one or two verses and, uh, and then preach a sermon from that. But this is an important passage because Jesus is telling us who he is. He says to the, the, the Pharisees were so critical of Jesus. In fact, they were trying to kill him. The Bible says that they hated him because he had, uh, had violated their rules and their regulations. And they were trying to kill him. And Jesus said, let me tell you who I am. And he said, I am, in fact, the Son of God. I, and when you, when you deal with me, you're actually dealing with the Father. The way you honor me, that's the way you honor the Father. The way you reject me, that's the way you reject the Father. And so Jesus says <clears throat> there are testimony, there are, are witnesses that testify about who I am. Now, this is kind of a, actually, this is kind of trial language, legal language, and the idea is that Jesus said, it's like I'm in a court. And the question is, who are you? You claim to be the Son of God. You claim to be God in the flesh. What proof do you have? And Jesus said, well, I can testify of myself. But he said, according to the law, you, can ne- you couldn't actually defend your own self. They wouldn't take the testimony of the accused person. There always had to be two or three other witnesses to verify the truth. So Jesus said, I could testify of myself, and I'm telling you who I am. But he said, I don't receive the the test. I mean, I'm not asking you to receive just my word. But he said, there are others who testify too. And he said, first of all, God himself, God the Father, has testified who I am. You know, there were two times, actually, in the life ministry of Jesus where the Father actually spoke out of heaven and said, This is my Son. One time was at his baptism. When Jesus was baptized, uh, 
the Bible says that the Father spoke out of heaven and said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Another time was at the transfiguration. Whenever, uh, whenever Jesus took Peter and James and John and went up on the mountain, and there Jesus became like a, a shining light bulb, like the sun shining out of him. And the Bible says that again the voice spoke out of heaven and said, This is my beloved son hear him so so god the father gives testimony not just jesus himself jesus could have said look i'm who i said i am and that should have settled it but he said oh there there's another that speaks and then john himself john the baptizer he testified that jesus was the son of god in fact he said look there is the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world and so he himself gave a witness and testimony but he said another witness not just my word not just the father not just john but he said the works that i do he said you you have seen what i do and and of course throughout the ministry of jesus he did just amazing things. He healed people who had leprosy with just a touch, and sometimes with just a word. He opened the eyes of people who were blind, one man who was born blind, and Jesus gave him his sight. People who were crippled, people who were paralyzed. And then he changed water into wine. He walked on water. He calmed storms just by saying, Peace, be still. He even raised people from the dead. Three different times. He was at a, what we might say a funeral, and one time at a graveside. And he just said, Arise. And with Lazarus, who had been dead for four days, Jesus said, roll the stone away, and you will see the glory of God. And they said, well, Lord, he's been dead for four days. By now, there would be such an odor. He said, just do what I say. And they rolled the stone away, and Jesus just stood at the mouth of the tomb and said, Lazarus, come forth. And that body that had been dead for four days suddenly came alive again and came out of that tomb. And then, of course, the greatest work of all was Jesus' own resurrection. When he himself had been in the grave for three days and he rose from the dead. So Jesus said, look, if you don't believe me just because of what I say, if you don't believe me because of what the voice that came from heaven, if you don't believe me because of John's testimony, just watch what I do. And Nicodemus, who came to Jesus by night, said, Lord, Master, we know, Rabbi, we know that you must come from God because nobody could do the things you do unless he was from God. So Jesus said, I'm just giving you ample evidence. I'm giving you my word. You have the word of the Father. You have the word of John the Baptist. You have the works that I do. And then finally he says, 
you have the written word. He said, uh, you, you have the word that has been spoken to you. And go back, he says, uh, in verse 38, he said, you do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one who is sent. You search the scriptures because you think that you're going to have eternal life by religious activity, memorizing Bible verses and quoting Bible verses. You think that's going to get you into heaven. But he said, those scriptures are talking about me. And it's in me that you have eternal life. Not just in the words of Scripture, but in the word that the Scripture is speaking about. Now, you know me well enough to know that I'm all for memorizing the Bible. I'm all for reading the Bible. But I want to tell you, all the words of Scripture are designed for one purpose. And that is to point you to the word, which is Jesus, Amen. the living word of God. Amen. So here's the, the question. Do you take the evidences? Do you take the word of Jesus, the word of the Father, the word of John the Baptist, the works of Jesus, and then all the written word of God? Do you take all of those five witnesses and say for your own self, He is my Savior? Amen. You know, the psalmist said, The Lord is my shepherd. And to me, the key word in that is the word my. It's one thing to say, The Lord is a shepherd. The Lord is even the shepherd, but it's when you say the Lord is my shepherd. And I can tell you today, you can say, I believe Jesus is a Savior, and he is. And you can say, well, I believe Jesus is the Savior, and he is the only Savior. But it's not until you can say, Jesus is my Savior. I have personally put my trust, my confidence, and my heart's affection in him. And it amazes me that so many people don't love Jesus. I just, it amazes me. The Bible says, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Behold what love the Father has demonstrated to us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Who wouldn't love Jesus? And yet the vast majority of people on this planet have no heart affection for him. And if they were to sing the song, Oh, How I Love Jesus, it would just be words of a song. But when I sing it, it's the true expression of my heart. Oh, 
how I love Jesus because he first loved me. And so today, Jesus just gives you this testimony about himself. He says, this is who I am. I'm telling you who I am. The Father is telling you who I am. John told you who I am. The works that I've done tells you who I am. And the words of Scripture tell you who I am. But it is a requirement that you personally come to him. What that sad verse was, was that you do not believe. In spite of all the evidence, you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Please don't do that. He loves you. He proved it. He demonstrated it by hanging on a cross and shame and agony and dying for your sin. Do not refuse the one, the only one who saves. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this passage. In my Bible, it's in red because it's the words of Jesus himself declaring that he is the Savior, the Son of God, and calling forth other witnesses to verify it. And I pray for those here today who have not ever put their personal trust in Jesus. Lord, I ask you to work in their heart right now. Call them, draw them, bring them to Jesus that they might trust in him and be saved. And I pray that you'll just use the remainder of this service as a clear testimony to the fact that these six young people are declaring their faith and they can say, Jesus is my Lord. He is my Savior. He died for me. And I pray it in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week and may the Lord richly bless you.